0: and welcome back to Love Yourself Fiercely. I am so, so, so excited to interview my guest today because she is a powerhouse and I'm a bit of a fangirl. Um, Today we have Christina and she is a business coach, but today she's here to talk to us about her self-love journey and how it has led, led her to where she is today. So welcome, Christina. I'm so excited to have you.
1: Thank you. I'm so excited and thank you for having me.
0: So tell us a little bit about what you do now and kind of your journey that got you to where you are today.
1: Yeah, I had quite the journey. It's been quite the process to get to where I am today, to becoming that business coach, that marketing mindset mentor. It was, I would like, it was a eight year process. (laughs) And when I started, I, or like taking it back when I was around, I think like it was like early high or college days. I knew I wanted to help people. I knew I had this gift and I was just so empathetic towards people. And I always allowed people to feel seen and heard and always uplift them. And that was my favorite thing was just looking at someone's face and just having them. I I didn't know the terminology now, but it was like, having that breakthrough, having that aha moment. And it was beautiful. And I'm like, I would love to do this forever, but I had no idea how to turn it into a business. I didn't even know it existed, like other than like outside of like life coaching. And I'm like, I'm 18, 19. I'm like, who am I to coach about life? (laughs) I haven't even gone through it myself. And so I went on, went through the motions. I went into sales, spent 14 years in sales. I had a digital marketing job fall on my lap about six, seven um, years ago now. And that's when I completely fell in love with all things sales and marketing. And so throughout that process, I started a wedding planning business. I'm, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. I've done a lot of MLL, MLMs and I always wanted to be a free bird. And I just couldn't find my footing. I was just doing all the things, trying all the things. And at this moment, like about in 2016, I started a wedding planning business. And that's when I started to work with coaches. I had a life coach myself at this point too. And that's when I had my own aha moment. I had that moment of, wow, there's an online world that's outside of influencers. I thought you had to be an influencer to make money online. And so as through my own self-discovery journey, I found my footing and I married the mindset and the marketing together because I feel like you can't have one without the other. They're definitely two peas in a pod. And so I decided I'm like, okay, I'm gonna take my 14 years of sales and marketing experience and my self discovery journey and my learnings and just amplify and enhance everything and put them together and help online coaches do the exact same thing where they can start grow and scale their business to, to their dreams, because I do believe that anything is possible when you do have the right mindset and the strategy and the steps to take in an, in a specific order rather than like dabbling everywhere. So, um, once I discovered that I closed down my wedding planning business, transitioned to the online world, and I just have never looked back.
0: That's incredible. And I love that you say that mindset and marketing, they go hand in hand. And I teach that very much as well is strategy is super important. Mindset is just as important, if not more. And together Mm -hmm. they're just a powerhouse because, um, one of the things I always tell my, my clients and my students is there are going to be many days where you don't want to, right. You're not Mm -hmm. emotionally charged to show up in your business. And those are the days that you fall back on your strategy. They'll still move you forward. They'll still move the needle forward so that you're constantly in motion towards your goals. And also, when you're in motion with strategy, you are amplifying that, right? If you're not emotionally charged in, in how you're showing up because we're human beings and we can't always be high vibe, it will take that trajectory quicker. And then the next day when you're high vibe and you're like, man, I got this huge thing I want to share. And you do that from the mindset place, you're constantly in motion. And it's just such a beautiful, a powerhouse between the two. And so I love that you said they go together because that is also my strong belief.
1: Yeah, I do. And I love how you said that we're not always going to be in a high vibe state. And I would rather take that moment or take that day or take however long it needs for me to get back into alignment, because I would rather be in that high vibe state or not show up at all, because energy is so important. This was like something that it's like, you know, but you don't know until you really know, like, it's one of those things that you talk about, you might preach, but once you like get it in, it clicks, it's like, holy, this entire time, I thought I had it, but I really didn't. Mm -hmm. And so I would rather just take the moment, take the day, um, take a few hours, and just be able to show up in an alignment rather than like a forced action because you can see people when they show up and you just like, they're, they're, they're providing amazing value, but there's just something off. Yep. And we feel that. And it's like, as much as you feel like you're masking it or no one will notice, but if you feel it and you show up that way, people will also feel it and see it too.
0: Yeah. It's so, it's so funny that, that you bring up the energy because, um, you're absolutely right. When we show up high vibe, when we show up in alignment, that's when the inbox is like, boom, boom, boom. How do you, how do I work with you? And those other seasons where you're really just, I, it's you're out of alignment or you're trying to hop on new trends or you're trying to, you know, um, be somebody you admire. So you're not being authentic to yourself. Mm -hmm. Those are the, that's push that's force. And those are hard seasons in business when you're pushing and you're forcing versus taking the space and, and getting back into alignment, becoming clear about who you serve and why you serve them. And mm. then going up from that place, it's such a wildly different, um, it's, what, it's what I like to call quantum leaping because when mm. you do that and put it in place, it's incredible what happens. I, this is about you, but I'll give you a cold note. I've been in business for five years and online business for five years. And it has only been really the last 10 or 11 months where my business has just exploded. But I got very clear with myself, with my messaging, with what I believe are the foundational tools to running an online empire and also getting clear on what it is that I want for myself, for my Mm. family, for my clients. It's that pure alignment, that place of like, this is truly me. This is not about another coach I really admire in the online space. So I'm going to do what she does.
1: Mm. I love that because I find that so many people, especially when starting out and I made this mistake too, is I was building my business on her model. Mm -hmm. I did all of the things, all of the things that I saw, I hopped on every trend, did the email list, did the webinars, did the freebies, did literally every single thing that any successful person will tell you to do, but it was not amounting to a single, nothing. I was at consistent $0 (laughs) for (laughs) probably like seven, eight, about eight months is when I hit, like, got my first client. It took me eight months of doing, of showing up every single day. Honestly, I didn't even take a day. I literally showed up every single day. I provided value. I posted, I think, five times a day, or not five times a day, five times a week at that point. And I'm just like, what is happening? I'm doing it all, but I wasn't. I wasn't a match. I wasn't that vibrational match that the universe needed me to be at or i needed to be at as well in order to get what i was asking for because i remember my life coach um asked me a very powerful question and she asked me that if i got everything that i wanted in this moment could i actually handle it and of course egotistically i'm like yeah of course like i can do it but i had no offer i had like even though i knew i could help someone i had I didn't have a step. I didn't have a system. I didn't have a strategy. And I'm like, wow, if I actually got a client, I mean, even though I have a digital marketing background in sales and I can help them, but it was more informational rather than a coaching experience. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, I'm like, yeah, if at that moment I had got the amount of clients that I was aiming for, honestly, I, I would probably crumble <laughs> because it was a lot. It would be a lot.
0: Yeah, and it's so interesting. I feel like it's totally in alignment with like where my messaging is heading to is that same principle. If everything we wanted fell in our lap tomorrow, could we handle it? Chances are real good that no, right? Because we're women in business or aspiring entrepreneurs or baby entrepreneurs or seasoned entrepreneurs. We are like the biggest dreamers, okay? Mm -hmm. We want it all and we can have it all. But there's, it's, I call it my house. I teach it as a house. We have to build the foundation Mm -hmm. and we have to add the pillars. Then we have to add our walls. Then we can get to the roof and then we can get to the peak and then we can do the furnishings. Like that's my models taught because if someone just threw a house at us and was like, here's a six figure business or here's a, a, you know, 10 clients begging to work with you. If you haven't taken all of the steps to become clear on who you are as a, as a coach, as an entrepreneur, how you show up and serve your clients. If all of those foundational pieces aren't in place, strategy, systems, auto, like all of the things that really help us show up in our zone of genius, if we don't have those things in place, you are gonna serve nobody at the level in which you're, we are capable of, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's such a, it's, it's a ladder. It's a true, entrepreneurship is a ladder. And, uh, and I love that you brought that up because it's something that I, I plan it is going to become one of my pillars and teachings for the first quarter is like, we can't have it all today mm-hmm. because we have to be ready for it all. We have to build it yeah. up. Our-
1: Exactly. I love that um, analogy too because I use it too. Because a lot of the times people want a beautiful furnished home without that foundation, and it always starts with clarity and foundational. And that is the thing that I even skipped it, and a lot of entrepreneurs skip because, like you said, we're like visionaries. We want we're dreamers, and we want to be at that end result without having to put in the front, like the 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 front end work that you need to get to that end result. You just you just want it, and very similar to like people who win the lottery and become millionaires and they lose it all because they're not energetically available or they don't feel desert, like that deservability of that money is not there either. So they blow it. And so there's a lot of like going back to like limiting beliefs and self-sabotage is, yes, I agree we can have it all, but you need to be ready for it. And you cannot trick the universe to to giving that to you if you're not internally at that vibration.
0: Okay, so I love that you brought up limiting beliefs and self-sabotage, because that's like the common theme here on the Love Yourself Fiercely po- podcast. Nobody gets away without answering questions on limiting beliefs because I <laughs> feel- I just think it's so important for my listeners and your network and any other person who comes across this podcast, no matter what phase of life they're in, what phase of their journey they're in to recognize that limiting beliefs will continue to be something we have to continue to work on, Mm -hmm. um, as well as core wounds. So talk to me about, um, some of the things As you started to really kind of find alignment, what are some of the things that would come up for you or what are, what were some of the habits self-sabotage habits that would come up for you? And and how do you kind of shift yourself back into alignment now?
1: Oh, that's a great one. So my default is I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I don't know enough. Like that is where I fall to. If I like, it, it's funny that you asked because as I'm like preparing for my group program launch like this week and I'm doing planning my um, content out in a very simple tool, you know, like on planally and I'm getting frustrated with putting the things together and picking the content that I want to put on these days. And I'm like, oh, I just don't know enough or I don't know how to do this. And I'm like, this is like so simple. I'm literally just copying and pasting over but that is my default in my subconscious because I find that there's, this limiting belief of, and my default of going back to, I need to learn more. Mm. And so when I get into that frustration mode of this is not working, I don't know, I don't know what I'm doing, or I don't know enough, I'm not enough. I go back into consumption. I go back into learning. I go back into consuming information and trying to figure out more of the how. When that's just like a, like a default panic autopilot that I do so what I typically do is like now I'm obviously a lot more aware of that and catch it I would step away I would be like okay Christina like let's take a moment here let's take a deep breath let's breathe this out and I'll ask like what is really coming up for me Mm -hmm. because a lot of the times I'm not there was something subconsciously that I thought about that made me feel this way that triggered this reaction or this thought and now is triggering me to react in, cons- in consuming more information. And so for me, that's just my default. And what I do is I'll put a pause, I'll walk away, I'll take a break, I'll get a fresh air, or open my door, something like just literally step away from my screen and think about what was I just thinking about? What did I say to myself? and where is that coming from and i'll try and uncover where and why i'm feeling this and you know from there once i kind of identified it i'm like okay like i'm just being silly i'm just going back into this default mode like let's just get it together. I'll have my pity party later or something <laughs> like okay. I'll, I'll do something like that or I'll be like, you know what between this time like between three and four, I'll worry about that between three and four. I'll give myself that hour to self-loathe, <laughs> to like feel the emotion and then I'll just get over it rather than making it mean something because that's something that I do is like I if I feel, triggered or if I'm feeling not at highest vibrations, I make myself wrong for that sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like I always have to be perfectly cool, calm, collective. And the moment that I have this triggering thought, it's like, oh no, this is not allowed. And so I'll go back into like soothing myself and just telling myself like, I'm just having a normal human experience. It's totally okay. Let's just, you know, do what we need to do. And if it keeps coming up, I'll allow myself to feel that emotion. But if it's not something so compounding, I'll just move on from it.
0: That's really, I love that you, A, I love that you've done the inner work to recognize that and B, I think you brought up a really, really important thing that, I probably haven't spoken about on this podcast, but it's really, really important. And that's the learning consumption. It's such a huge default for so many mm-hmm. of us. It's like, and I love that you made the connection of "I'm not enough" means I need I need to know more, right? It's that core wound belief that like filters in in a way that I'm going to make a an educated guess here and say that you're a bit of a perfectionist or over <laughs> covering perfectionist. Yeah, <laughs> it takes one to know one. And <laughs> belief that we have to kind of be. Everything to everyone in such a way that there is no fault, right? The outside world can see no fault um, because for most of us, our worth was tied in our achievement. Yes, most of us were like people pleasers and and perfectionists. Our worth is tied in what we do, and so when you're when you're growing in a digital a digital business, and literally you are the face of your business, there's this internal dialogue that happens that says, we always have to look like our shits together. We always have to look like we know what's up because if we don't, then what does that mean about us? Mm-hmm. What does that mean? And I just went in a big circle to talk about, To I wanna bring it back to the consumption piece where I see this so much with people I've been in programs with, group coaching programs with. Um, I see this in with other coaches in the space it's like every month they're signing up for a new program or hiring a new coach and they're just consuming. And I'm like, girlfriend, your business isn't moving forward, but it's not because right. That's what I want to say to her. These, these beautiful souls with incredible messages. I I just want to go. It's not about your coach. It's not about the, you're not lacking anything. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It's just about action, aligned action and really taking ownership of that inner dialogue that happens. Um, because it's so easy, especially women who are on such a deep developmental, personal developmental journey. Right, we're, we're always growing and evolving. We take such high regard for our own well-being and our own evolvement that it's so easy to get caught up in well, I feel like shit today. And so clearly I need to know something else. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to do this tech thing. That's me, right? I I, technology and technology aren't really friends. I don't know how to do this thing. And so that must mean that I need to outsource or hire or learn something or buy a different program or get a different app. And it's really important for us to recognize that taking a break, walking away, taking a step back and saying, okay, like what's the, what's real here? Is this something I truly need assistance with, or is this something that really is just triggering that core wound for me? So I love that Mm. you brought that up and I don't love that it still comes up for you, but I think it's really important for the audience to recognize that no matter where we are in our journeys, it's the self-awareness piece that really is it is pivotal in snapping us back into alignment, mm-hmm. Having the tools and the strategies to say, wait, this shit's just coming up for me again. Let's take a step away and recognize what we truly where, who we truly are and, and what you know, what's going on. And so I love that. Tell me a, a little bit about, the inner journey like when did that start for you and and when did you recognize that like self-love and personal development was really really important to to help you achieve your dreams
1: oh yeah so for me i i always I was always confident i was always a high achiever i always like excelled and did everything and a lot of that was a mask for internal lack of self-confidence and i always thought myself as a confident person i thought i deeply loved myself but i realized a lot of things especially when i for me it was when i got into the online coaching world when i transitioned to the online coaching world my confidence shattered It absolutely shattered and I had to build it back up again. So this was about a year and a half ago. uh, Yeah, a year and a half ago now. I started online. I was super excited. I was so ready for it. I thought that, you know, if I have, I show up, I have an Instagram account, I talk about my offer or myself or whatever, people would just come to me. And that didn't happen at all. (laughs) And so I started com- going into comparison and I, my confidence at that point was just done. And I realized how important it it, it is to, to love yourself and how much I didn't because I had like, how much like subconscious thoughts were going through that was, I was just rude to myself, <laughs> I was like so mean. I'm like, I would never say this to a client or about anybody else. I have no idea why I'm saying it to myself. And I always preach like being your biggest client. And so I would say about a year into my journey, I was one of that, that, those people that I'm like, I'm going to hire a coach. I'm hiring this coach. He's going to give me the blueprint. I'm going to be making 10 K months in, in, in no time, literally in the next few weeks. I, that is truly what I believed. I thought I was going to get that blueprint to success and that didn't happen. And I'm like, well, you know, my coach doesn't, I started blaming my coach. And one of my, like pillars and core values is like radical self-acceptance. Like Mm -hmm. you are only responsible for yourself and your results. Nobody else can, can do that for you. And after that moment, I was at, I was investing in strategy and strategy and strategy and nothing was moving the needle. And at that moment, I'm like, I need to do the inner work. I need to truly uncover and unravel these, these wounds or these thoughts and everything that's keeping me stuck. So it took me about eight months to really come home to that and really understand like the strategy is the strategy, but the mindset that like the how always comes, the how will come. Mm -hmm. But until you master your mindset, nothing will happen. And that is that moment where I'm like, okay, I am going to, further my mindset, further develop myself, really uncover everything that is really keeping me stuck and so I can move forward and really shatter that glass ceiling because I am self-sabotaging myself and I didn't even know it. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. So I would say about eight months-ish into my journey, maybe even a little bit longer, I realized that I am done waking up feeling like crap every day. I'm done watching other people. I'm done watching other people who started after me excel. And I'm like, I have to do something and it needs to be internal because without self love, I don't think anything could come after because it is like the foundation of everything that is built on. And when you don't love yourself and you're not doing the inner work, you can't bring your clients deeper than you've gone yourself. Nope. Sure can. And so, yeah. And so I'm like, I'm here, I'm preaching about these things, but at the same time, it's, am I really practicing what I preach? Cause it's one thing to teach it and know it, but it's a totally different to walk the talk. Yeah. And so at that moment, I'm like, I'm done. I'm doing the inner work because I know when I am an energetic match, like my vibe will just attract the people that I'm meant to work with. And I needed to be okay with that. And I needed to surrender, which is the hardest part of entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. is accepting the journey because that's really all that there is. It's, It's not like you're gonna get a trophy when you get to your 10K month or that multi six figure business because it's a life purpose. It's a life goal, it's a legacy. And it doesn't matter, you can become a millionaire and be absolutely miserable, but that's not what I wanted. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be happy. I wanted that internal peace, that joy. And I knew the money would follow. And
0: it has.
1: And it has, yes. (laughs) And it has. And it really was for me, like what really excelled my business was being in that energetic state, being in that vibrational match, doing the inner work, um, being able to take myself to another level and having a support system to do that and my clients started seeing better results I started seeing better results internally externally in my business like my relationships like everything just kind of was a byproduct of that and and the money is a byproduct of all of the inner work and the outer work too um but yeah that as soon as I started going more deeper that's when things really started to shift with my business and started hitting those those high figure months and being able to you know, scale and create these programs to help more people to do the same. If
0: you could give my audience one mindset tip and one strategy to move the needle forward in their business, what would you say to them?
1: For mindset wise, I would say that you have like, you have to, have to, have to, have to fall in love with mastery because that is all that there is. When you come with a strategy, when you come with, even with a strategy, you have to master it too, right? Knowing your audience, knowing how, like nailing your messaging, dialing all that in, that comes with mastery and also self-mastery because you need to master your emotions. So I would say fall in love with the journey and who you become in the process of that, and not focus so much on like the how and the external factors, because that will come when you align yourself. Mm-hmm. And in in the strategy aspect of you know, dialing in on, on who like who you serve specifically, that is definitely the foundation. You need to know specifically who you serve, how you serve them, and like the, the outcome. But in the first year of business, I would say the biggest thing is relationship building and visibility. Mm -hmm. Build your network, build those connections and have no attachment because some people might become clients, some might be a fan of yours or you might collaborate with someone. Just have no expectations or attachments but build those connections authentically, nurture those relationships and fall in love with the journey. I love that. And
0: tell us all about this new group program. When is it coming? Who is it for? Uh, Tell us all the things.
1: Yeah. So I'm actually like starting the launch this week. It is starting February, the second week of February. I haven't picked a solid date yet, but we are launching this week. The group program actually starts the first or second week of February. And it's for coaches that are either starting out or they're making like 0k to 1, 2, 3k per month and wanting to scale to the 5k plus months with dialing in their offer, their messaging, all of the foundational stuff that we talked about, including the mindset work, because again, that is like the key component. And that's the first thing I start off with is like, let's figure out your why, your purpose and those limiting beliefs and let's rewire them. And then we go into the strategy, the how and all that great stuff. So it is my group program is called Social Sales Academy. And I am really excited to launch it because it is such a comprehensive 12 week program. And I truly believe it's game changer because I'm mirroring the strategy and the mindset together.
0: I love it so much. So if my clients wanted to check out the social sales Academy, learn more about you, follow you because you have the greatest content for anyone (laughs) just starting a business, Um, Christina's, I am like like I said, at the beginning, I'm a fangirl. I love her content. I oh. love her stories. I always walk away with like, yeah, yeah, I could do that. It's <laughs> it's so good. And it, I just, I love your content. So I know
1: that you love to hang out on IG, but is that your mm-hmm. favorite platform? It is. Yeah. Instagram is definitely where I hang out the most, um, where I provide the most tips and actionable steps for starting, growing and scaling a business. And yeah, that is definitely where you'd be able to find me. It's my first and last name, Christina Cernese. And I'll link that in the show notes. And,
0: perfect. And um, Social Sales Academy link in bio on, on Instagram. Yes, or Uh, link in bio. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So I'll make sure all that stuff is there. I know you guys are going to want to check her out when you listen to this episode. Um, let us know on Instagram, what your greatest takeaway was, what your aha moment was. And as always, don't forget to like, and review because the more we reviews we get, the more women get to hear this podcast and the more we all get to love ourselves fiercely. Thank you so much, Christina, for being here. I can't wait to see what Social Sales Academy does and what 2021 can bring for you.
1: Amazing. Thank you so much for having me.